Hello. Hello. Hi, Niva. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I love the music. Oh, well, thank you. I always start my lives with a little bit of music because of this awkward startup moment of, you know, silence and you don't know if anyone's watching you. So I'd like to bring up the party a little bit. Yeah, that's a good idea. Great idea. Thank you. How are you doing? You look fabulous. Oh, thank you. I try to put myself together just for the live today. Otherwise, I wouldn't oh. probably. Dave, I have to be honest. This is the only piece my mom just sent it to me. <laughs> over the mail so this is my only piece that I have beyond my sweatpants and my two t-shirts I was caught in a, in a lockdown in a place where um, uh, as in I didn't know there was going to be a lockdown so I've been here for two months living oh, with two, wow. two sweatpants one running pair of sho shoes and one converse pair of shoes and I just got this dress so I'm happy I have it for our spring pieces talk today I love the color I think a lot of people found themselves locked down out of nowhere in uh, another house actually and yeah. they seem to be shopping a lot yeah which, well, I'm not sure if it's good or not <laughs> I'm very I'm very surprised that uh, I haven't been shopping at all um, I don't know if it's if it's just just me but Probably it's because I'm at the countryside and I genuinely the only thing that I do outside of the house is maybe go for a run. So whatever I have with quick wash cycles has been enough so far. Uh, but yeah, I'm hearing from some friends that they are in the urge to uh, shop just because they are somewhere else. So I'm guessing there is... I think it's that a general sense. thing. It's not just because I feel like so many people, I've seen so many people, and me myself, I did a lot of home shopping. I feel like, you know, changing my whole room and getting everything new. Uh, you kind of like want, because you're staying in, you want, really want to invest in your home. So you're trying to change everything, but you end up spending loads of things. <laughs> you're like, Do I really need this now? So anyways, everyone I think is shopping so much, and I'm not sure if they the lockdown they will come out and be like I probably didn't need that probably probably not I want to talk about this uh, and actually there is a, a very specific topic about being locked down on a place with no cosmetics and and then kind of uh, uh, talking about skin skin skincare routine during during lockdown as well uh, mm -hmm. but I just want to start off from a little bit um, one step back and kind of hear a little bit more about you. I think it's super curious to hear your story a little bit and how have you come to build this incredible profile which you are running today. Uh, Thank so you so, so sweet. Tell us about yourself. Uh, well, to start, I'll start with um, where I am originally from because I think lots of people are asking where is the accent from. So I am originally from Greece, hence the accent. Um, I moved in London like three years and a half ago and it was a bit random I actually booked a whole day ticket I was supposed to visit London and then I was like you know what I'm just going there and I'll stay there you know I'll, I won't come back I anyways had a ticket my mom was a bit shocked what um, but I always kind of like want to move in London for some reason and um, I was working actually in event as event manager in hospitality this is kind of like how it started um, the content creating, this is how I'm going to call it now. Um, and, you know, back in Greece, there was no such thing like content creators or bloggers or yeah. influencers or however you call it, it doesn't even matter. And um, so when I moved here, I think we did a few influencer campaigns and projects on the place that I was as event manager. And I was kind of like overseeing the project when the social media person couldn't. 
And on that moment, I think I was just lonely. Like I just needed friends because I was new in the town and I didn't know anyone really. So I kind of like started hanging around with these people and they were like photographers, they were like um, content creators, influencers. And they had this meetup every Sunday or every Saturday and I was lonely. So I was like, whatever, I, I don't mind, just yeah, whatever. And I remember them giving me advice about don't post this, this is the second selfie, you shouldn't post this one. And I was like, but I like selfies, like I, want, I just want to post it. Can I just... What's wrong with two selfies in a row? Yeah, I mean, they were doing really good as well. Um, at that point, when I moved from Greece, I had like one or 2,000 followers and it didn't really even matter, which now I think even 2,000 followers is like micro-influencers. Um, and I remember them being, I felt ju- like being judgment, like, they would be judgmental all the time about every post and every color and every, everything. And I felt a bit like, you know, I was new. I just wanted to be friends with them. I didn't want them to be telling me what I want to post on Instagram or not. So anyways, after one point, I started following whatever. I was, I was getting influenced, to be honest. I was getting influenced by them. And I started, like, you know, taking under consideration what they were saying to me. And I remember one of them said to me, so if you want to like get lots of followers, just post a picture of Big Ben. So that was like three years and a half ago. A a picture of Big Ben. Okay. Or like a a picture at Westminster. So they were a bit more like street style photographers too. Uh, But that was three years and a half ago now. So nothing has peaked that much as it is now. And I was like, this is so weird. This is not... (laughs) But I wanted to try as an experiment. So I took a picture with me um, in Westminster and it went like really good. Like people were like really liking it. I was like, but I wasn't liking this. So I was doing it for like a couple of months and it was actually working. People love seeing, you know, me and my outfits at Westminster and Big Ben. These photos don't exist anymore. I deleted them. I went back and, you know, I kept only a few because I think it was, you know, um, a stage that I have to go through in my process of learning what is that I like, actually. And I was getting influenced by what they were doing. And at some point, I think I stopped and looked back and I was like, I don't like this content. This is not really what I want to do. So I wanted more fashion. I wanted to see the my my t-shirt a bit more closer to the pictures not just you know the whole landscape and me in the middle so and I want to do more like portraits and maybe beauty I want to show my new lipstick um no one was getting it because it was so different and I was feeling like I was out of I wasn't belonging to the right group anymore um we're still friends like we still hang around but it's just like we were doing something so totally different and um, I think I only took it seriously when Bobby Brown uh, contacted me, mm-hmm. which is an amazing brand. I wow. think uh, we all love huge. Bobby Brown. We have all used it at some point in our life. Yeah, um, I love their oil absorbing tissues. They're the best by Bobby Brown. Oh, I haven't tried this one. <laughs> yeah, Maybe I used to, I used to live in Asia. I usually have a very, very dry skin, but I used to live in Asia for 10 years. And um, specifically in, uh, in Hong Kong is where I spend the most time. And usually... Probably I would say like from March already all the way till like 
the end of October, it's extremely humid and hot. So even if you like go out for five minutes, even by the time you walk from your apartment down to the stairs, you would all already be oh, a no. little bit moisty. <laughs> yeah, so I would be like, okay, let me <laughs> a little bit. I can imagine. Yeah, so that was a big saver. I love all brown. I, they have like some really amazing products in their range. So anyways, when they contacted me, I was like, okay, so I have to be more careful of what I'm kind of like posting now, even more than before. And then I started like <laughs> so much stress about this feed. What am I posting? When I'm posting? And I start caring a bit more and start investing a bit more time. And um, working as event manager, um, led to working as a social media for a different brand then and then for two different brands and then i did an internship as a marketing executive for a fashion brand and i really loved it but i couldn't do both so when i was doing my internship i think on that two or three months i felt like i left whatever i was doing on my website and instagram on site was left behind and I had kind of like to choose because it was either one or the other. So I was like, you know, I'm going full time uh, as a blogger. To, I remember to the um, founder of the brand, she was like, but I'm just offering you a job and a raise. I know, but she wow. was like, do, do you need more money? I'm like, no, I don't need more money. <laughs> you know, it's, it was so hard. Sometimes I, I even think about this. I'm like, it was really good money. Maybe I shouldn't have left because it's the stable, you know, it's the very stable job. And I know this offers a lot of things to a lot of people, but I really needed to go for it just to see how it goes. And I was like, I'll give it a go. I see how it goes for three or six months. Mm -hmm. And then maybe if it doesn't work for me, I'll just find something that's a bit more marketing executive or social media related. Yeah. And um, since then, I haven't looked for another job. Because it, it, really it has, has been how many years? Uh, it has been now a year and a half, a bit more than a year and a half. Wow. Um, and I think it is a full-time job. It's like, I don't know how many people are working and doing that on the side, but if you really want to do it, it is a full-time job and it requires a lot of time and you need to invest a lot of work as well. So it doesn't come in one or two hours just to put on the side as a hobby. No, yeah, you I, can, I can absolutely imagine. Um, um, for me, you know, like we're from the same generation and like kind of Instagram came up when uh, kind of where everyone had a phone. So the content was so overwhelming. And at some point you started to notice, OK, people, some people are somehow differentiating. And, you know, I have 200 followers and they have 20,000 followers. So what makes this difference? And, you know, we as a company, um, like when we try to start growing our our c community you know you start to realize you need to be i mean creating content is not just about creating content i'm guessing you have to reach out to brands to sign deals to figure out exactly what to, what you want to promote how to position it with everything else and how to style it then you have to do your makeup and your hair and figure out a photo shoot so many things caption it and then how to push it and then most importantly, and probably the hardest of all, is cut through the noise because there is so much of everything. And at some point in Instagram, I, I, I even felt like the curation trend was going up, you know, how important it is to be curated and so on. But all of a sudden, with the saturation of curation, all of a sudden people are like, oh, 
I don't want to curate it content. It doesn't matter anymore. Content. Yeah. So, so it feels like we are so, I mean, the trends in how we perceive Instagram and what works is so short, short cycle that you constantly need to like kind of be breaking the. It constantly the changes. I think it constantly changes. And the trends. Yes. And, and it's very fascinating. And I feel like reverting back to our generation and looking back to our generation, it would be, I think Instagram would be one of the biggest and most dynamic, I'm guessing, like social and psychological experiments of, you know, for a really, really long time. Uh, it's just insane. I, I, how... think, I, think, I think the same because um, my flatmate asked me, why is TikTok such a big thing? And do you think like TikTok is going to kind of override Instagram? And I said, no, I don't think so. What I believe is that Twitter came as well and it was a big thing and it still is, but Instagram is bigger. I still believe that like, Instagram is bigger. YouTube also is quite bigger, but still Instagram, I feel takes the first place. And I think TikTok is amazing, but has a very different purpose. All of them have a very different purpose to Instagram. Yeah. And Instagram actually combines everything together, combines the funny videos, the sarcasm, the marketplace, the content creator, um, the everyday life, the interiors, everything, the videos, like it's the only actually channel that mm -hmm. combines everything. Whereas all the other ones just focus on something very specific and that's why i think it will be really hard for the next instagram kind of thing to come up yeah absolutely are you on tiktok on that note i am on tiktok <laughs> but oh, i don't know everyone that. follow eve on tiktok <laughs> i feel like it's a, a very specific people that you have to be funny like yeah really funny kind of like um it does require a lot of time as well. And I do have fun when I do it, but I just prefer to invest that time at the moment, especially with the lockdown going on, we will get there, but I just don't want to put too much pressure on myself creating on these videos, especially when you're not feeling like you don't even want to like maybe dress up, how you're going to make actually a TikTok video. I'm, yeah. I'm admiring the people that are doing it and I love watching the videos, but it's different to be on the other side and create the videos. Yeah, if I have to be honest, so I'm not on TikTok. I think Coin Conscious is also not on TikTok either. Uh, but once upon a time, there was this uh, application called the Dub Smash. And mm -hmm. I, I downloaded it because I love singing and I'm horrible at singing. So, uh, <laughs> so Dub Smash is basically giving you, you can type whatever song. They even had these little sketches like same as TikTok, like you could have the sound of say Kim Kardashian and someone else fighting and you just have the voice so you can make a video. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, very similar. Using it. yeah, super similar. And I was using it for lip syncing. So I would like I love Beyonce. So I'll be like just drawing up these little raps by Beyonce and then lip syncing and I'll have so many followers on <laughs> Smash because <laughs> I remember lyrics really quick and I would do them and they would always be funny just because by nature me trying to sink and to perform is fun. Uh, but at some point uh, there was, I felt there was um, like a personal, like I was becoming a little bit bipolar. Like if you look at my Facebook, I'm this super professional person only posting like Forbes articles and whatever achievements we have. And then on Instagram, we would have this like more curated perfect pictures and then on TikTok is me. Uh, yeah. yeah. So 
people are like okay you're 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 going you're going on the professional landscape so you might as well kill your uh dub smash now like this is <laughs> because this is my only successful platform of all but fine i'm going to kill it i can heard uh, of this one is it still yeah it's still up <laughs> Uh, it's still it's still going on, uh, but I think so. It's if you ask me, it's the same as TikTok. Only uh, kind of TikTok has a m- much bigger user base, and I feel the percentage of songs it's much smaller. Like it's more okay. little sketches, um, like between people talking and then you. Well, I think TikTok. The difference is that I think so. It has the part of the music, the same with the one that you are mentioning now, but it has the sarcasm of the reality happening yeah. now as well so it has these two kind of like categories mm-hmm. which is kind of nice to see sometimes to just like break out of the reality we're having a comment that in my opinion way i lost it in my opinion tiktok is the baby of vine and instagram yes i never was on vine i never was on vine either. i watched this documentary called meme on netflix i think where um there was this girl who was a star on vine and all of a sudden vine died and she was like what am i gonna do from now on so uh, I'm guessing, yeah, people can position differently from uh, for different platforms. But back to Instagram, I want to. Yes. So, so we know your journey now, and I'm just curious, how are you? How is uh, this whole pandemic going for you? I feel a lot of like we have so much more online traffic right now, and all of the promotions by brands are online. So I'm guessing it must be good for influencers. Is it? Is it the case for you? Well. Um... Yes and no, I think. Um, So I think what happened is when the lockdown uh, went on, the first week, maybe even the second week, lots of brands were kind of scared what's happening, like, because um, the future was very uncertain. But as everyone else, brands and all companies got adjusted very quickly. So, okay, this is the situation. What are we doing now? What we can do? What's our options? And some of the brands doing better than others, but I don't think all the brands are doing well. For example, I think interior-related brands doing amazing. Like, mm-hmm. I have seen everyone renovating their houses at the moment. Yeah. Even my it's... teammate, I think she's watching now, she was like, yeah, I watched a few uh, master classes on uh, <laughs> design and ordered a lot of stuff. So, so yes, I feel you're very right. It's a hobby too. It's a hobby too. You know, it's a good time to do it, actually. If you had it on plan, it's a good time to do it now. You're sitting home all day so why not so i think that's okay but there are a lot of small brands uh a lot of peer companies that actually lost a lot of people and you know a lot of clients because brands just stopped or like paused whatever they were doing because they are not sure what will bring yeah. um even though from brand perspective i think every brand should have a plan B for three months, survival, you know, survival plan. I'm not uh, a brand and I haven't probably, I don't have the same experience, but I know that um, as me, that I am self-employed, I'm in a brand as well, they should have a three month survival plan. And after that, yeah, maybe they can get into other solutions. But everyone went so scared on the first two weeks. And I was like, okay, calm down. Let's see what's happening. So I think a lot of brands um, stepped back 
and they are still kind of like afraid to, to get out and keep on working with bloggers or influencers or they're trying I think more on gifting at least most of them they have problems with their warehouses they cannot get the products so if you cannot get the products you cannot really work on them so yeah. some of them they're working they're trying to work with people that already have the product I think that's the safest thing um, but whoever has access to the warehouse or to the products and the items for them it is working well so it really depends on which side you are so there are brands that are very good in kind of like keep you creative and busy so I am very busy now after the first three weeks which was a bit uncertain I am very busy now but I can see this difference of some brands struggling so much to kind of like get new in the product and there's a delay then for like three weeks or a month to get that product and everything get delayed and a lot of campaigns actually got paused and canceled for me too because if you cannot have the product you can work on it it's just simple as that yeah yeah it's a it's a it's a tough one uh yesterday i stumbled across a campaign between Stuart weitzman and serena williams and it looks like they had worked on this in January and, and clearly they uh, couldn't announce it uh, beginning of March due to quarantine. Uh, but the project has been held on for so long that yesterday they announced it, but with a slightly different twist of, you know, every purchase um, <clears throat> contributing towards um, kind of helping people um, fight COVID-19 and more. So definitely I'm still not sure brands know how to cope because there is such a huge uncertainty as to how long is this going to go for? So, for example, in a few yeah. com- countries as of today, um, the the measures are being um, loosened a little bit. But is it loosened because of, for economic reasons and we're going to see another spike? I mean, it's what is expected. So a few brands are really trying to coming up to come up with so many scenarios as to for how long is this going to go what am i going to do am i sticking with online should i still plan for offline even we i mean we were supposed to have a flagship pop-up in london in i know I and we we were so excited for it we spent so much um effort to you know to make it the zero waste design and get amazing i was looking forward to see that i was thinking about that it actually broke our heart like first we moved it to may and then we postponed in indefinitely so it broke our heart and right now we don't even know for when to book the space again so um so i mean everyone is trying to stay creative and it would be great if someone gets it right uh but uh yeah just a super i think no one really knows what's to come i mean in greece they already loosen up the measurement like stores hair salons uh mm-hmm. opened and kind of like a small um brands and everything start going out so people uh, are going out but i think you cannot really still tell because in the next mm-hmm. two or three weeks you will be able to tell if that will be okay or they will go back in the lockdown hopefully so, we don't see another spike but yeah see. but is this uncertainty i think it's what affects the brands and not being capable to plan most of the projects i understand how they struggle to kind of like arrange the projects all right we do have uh, one question which we will see yeah. now uh, what is the first place you will go to after the lockdown Oof. <laughs> do you have a place in mind for me uh 
<laughs> I'll probably go back to my city where I live so that I pick up some clothes. <laughs> <laughs> to start with. Uh, yeah, to start with. Otherwise, my boyfriend and I were supposed to go to Lisbon uh, end of April. So we, the both the hotel and the airline uh, gave us credit. So I'm guessing we would be able yeah. to reschedule this. So probably for me it would be uh, Portugal. Do you have a place in mind? <laughs> well, we were supposed to go next month for my 30th in um, Miami and then New York, oh. which I guess is not oh. happening anymore. <laughs> Um, so I guess anywhere by the sea, if we make it and we don't lose the summer, because I'm afraid we may lose the summer, actually. Yeah. Um, I would love to be just somewhere by the beach. I don't even mind, you know, it can be anywhere close or far. I don't even mind of the place at the moment. Like, I'm just easy as that. I just yeah. need to get out by the beach, well, have a cocktail. great. You can see your family there. Well, the thing is with Greece, when I'm going back, I'm going to my hometown. And I see my parents, so it's not holidays for me. Mm-hmm. And in order to combine holidays, it has to be a two or three weeks plan. And this is something at the moment that I think is not the wise thing to do because my work is going on and I cannot bring my work to Greece. So um, I don't know about this summer. I'm just very uncertain about this summer. I think, to be honest, we won't be able to travel because... Um, I think I heard they mentioned that people will be able to travel to UK, but what they want to do is to put them in lockdown for two or three weeks. So no one will come, you know, because who wants to go in lockdown for two or three weeks? Uh, No, no one. (laughs) But hopefully we will be able to travel somewhere soon. Yeah, so depending on the season, we will will figure out the spot for you. If it's in the summer, then, then, then... You might still do Miami, maybe. And if it's more wintry time, then you might go somewhere more... Anywhere, really. Anywhere. Southeast Asia might be good. Or Mauritius is good during winter. Mm. All right. Let's move on to an exciting topic, which is um, spring pieces. We are feeling, at least where I am, definitely it's blooming so much. I just picked this uh I love your flowers. They look so crazy. I felt a little bit guilty for uh, picking them up, but the whole city is blooming with them. There are so many that I felt I'm not going to be Which city are you now? Um, so right now I'm based in Bulgaria. Uh, okay. So uh, and my partner, Eva, the other Eva and I were in London for the pop-up just before... The lockdown so we came back one day before the lockdown in the uk okay. so you got lucky yeah and then it was a weekend so i came to the countryside and then the lockdown in bulgaria happened so i'm uh in the countryside in the middle of bulgaria it's really beautiful and uh, even when i go out it smells like these flowers they're called lilac their latin name funny enough uh ends with vulgaris so it's a it's a naughty flower they look beautiful. <laughs> They're really nice. They look really nice. I think flowers can just make the place look so much happier or can make you feel happier. I don't know what is it about, but we have flowers every week as well in our place and it makes so much difference. It, it, they do. They do. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, having nature a little bit closer always is a bit, a bit refreshing, even if it's a few um, stems of flowers. That's true. That's true. Gorgeous. So tell me a little bit more about... How do you, how do you, yeah, how do you shop for pieces? Like, do you, are you a shopaholic? Do you, do you shop selectively? Do you try to build a capsule wardrobe and kind of what are your... Well, um, 
top five so pieces? Obviously, obviously, I think um, the most um, the most wearable thing that is so much now in trend is the loungewear. I think people never appreciate them more than they do now. I personally didn't have any. So when we went in lockdown, on the first few days, I started just staying on my pyjama all day, which is not productive at all. It just makes you feel a bit, I don't know. Um, and the first thing that I went through, it was like, okay, we have to shop a few, you know, loungewear um, or like tracks with something affordable to wear at home. And I went through a lot of brands because first thing I was like, I don't know how long the lockdown will last. I just want something maybe cheap, something um, affordable just to wear maybe for one or two weeks. But then I realized usually when I have these thoughts, I regret having them because I will get the product, I will see the quality and I'll be disappointed. And even if I keep it and I wear it, I won't feel good in it. So then I kind of like, okay, so I have to kind of like look like in a more long term, how much is this going to last me and how much I'm going to use it and how can I make the best of it? Um, it's quite a lot of long process behind it just for taxes, but um, this is kind of like the concept I'm trying to build um, even for myself because I'm not used to it. I'm yeah. like a back in Greece. Obviously, uh, you grow up and you just follow whatever trend comes out and it's just easier that way. But moving to London and started working a bit more in fashion, I started understanding this concept doesn't work. Long term, this concept doesn't work. So something had to change. So I went then and looked more into like... Um, clothes that will be a bit more expensive but will last me and I can wear them not just during the lockdown which I think a lot of people are just buying mm -hmm. clothes during the lockdown but I can actually have these you know tracksuits I can wear them on a Sunday morning if I don't feel like dressing up um, or I just want to have a comfortable like kind of a look and um, I think because the sustainability for me it's two things. One thing is a brand being sustainable, like uh, made ethically, fabric being sustainable. Uh, and the other category is buying things that will last you for years because in that way you don't need to buy 50, you need to mm -hmm. buy 10. And you still kind of like help an environment in a very different direction, I think. Um, so I got three pieces of taxes, which are all of them are really good quality and I bought them intending to keep them for the next at least five years. That's that's my thought and wear them for the next like very I went for a black color, grey and lila, which is mm -hmm. a color that you know you can just wear them all the time. They won't go out of fashion, I think, and it's just easy to wear, mix and match. Yeah. Um I was very happy actually with these choices because something that it will make me feel good. So I'm wearing them and I feel like I dress that goes stuck. So even if you dress up in loungewear, it still counts now. Um, so that's exactly. one thing that um, came with the lockdown. Um, <laughs> and I think yeah, people really appreciating now tracks with so much more. Um, another thing that I really love with 
the weather getting a bit warmer now. Um, I don't know how the weather is there. Here is very sunny in London. It's very sunny as well. Yeah, it's very sunny. So it's very, very sunny. And um, I love flowy dresses. Like, it's just probably one of my most favorite things that I love. And when spring comes, it's the first thing that I will get out. Um, Unfortunately, during the winter, I don't wear dresses most of the time. It's just something that doesn't feel comfortable to me. So, um, flowy dresses that are just, you know, oversized and they go just a size up, just so it's a bit more comfortable. Doesn't matter color or prints, like a bit more neutral for me, but doesn't matter. As as long as it makes you feel good, I think that's that's the key. So I love for spring summer flowy dresses. It's just a key um, in my wardrobe. Um, what else? White jeans. Mm-hmm. I love. I'm wearing one at the moment. Uh, they are very risky, you know. I just got one yesterday. Very very uh, dirty. We, I was cooking and it was smashed all over my trousers and. I have at least four or five white trousers because I love them so much. Um, it can be a bit risky. You have to be a bit careful and I'm very clumsy, but I think they will stay with you forever. Mm-hmm. Like you can wear them spring, summer, autumn, I think three seasons, you can make the best of it. So once you invest in a really good white trouser, it will just go with everything. I just think it's such a smart question. I don't know if you agree. If you have, if you Absolutely. share the same love with me, I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of white to start there. And uh, I think, like, if I would have the option to choose between colors, whether it's for swimwear or track suits or professional wear, I would always choose white. Uh, and I actually got uh, one of my most recent purchases was uh, uh, white white pants for common, you know, like a little bit high waisted with yeah. the belt that can go in a bow tie. They were linen and long, so <gasps> I, I love those. It. Yeah, so those go with. Um, I mean, if I put them with moccasins, then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they have a very resorty look. If I put them with high heels, they have a super elegant uh, and professional look. So. Um, I, this is, again, another thing that I love about white is that it can, I mean, it, it just goes with everything and it's very matchy. So I usually am a, I personally am a very minimalistic person. So to try to minimize the amount of mm-hmm. items which I have to match like the most with everything else which I own. So for, so for pants, I think I would stick to uh, maybe white and beige. Uh, and yes. Tops, yeah, and for tops I would... I, I still love white tops, like white, black, and beige, and, and, and just for spring, like just for summer, for resort, this is my colorful spot in my in my wardrobe. So what, what's your opinion on jeans? What do you think about jeans? Uh, I do have two pair of jeans. One is a summer pair of jeans, and one is a winter pair of jeans. I personally, I personally am not... Um, kind of was not the biggest fan of jeans just because blue was hard to match with my winter shoes. And I kind of felt if I find good black jeans, then I would, uh, I would, I would go for them. And if my team is watching, they're going to laugh. But last winter, I found uh, an amazing pair of jeans that was high waist, uh, kind of good shaping uh, features uh, and it was all perfect with my black boots and with my winter shoes uh, and they were with ripped jeans 
and my boyfriend's mom was like because once i was giving a ted talk and i actually wanted to go with a really millennial look like a t-shirt and ripped jeans and veja sneakers and she was like you're not going to give a ted talk with ripped jeans <laughs> so i went to the place and bought the same pair without the ripped jeans oh my god <laughs> so now i gotta i still count it as one pair because it's like it's, it's literally the same just the knees are um apart but i swear i broke them wearing like i i wore them i could wear them like almost every single day. And well that's that's it you have to find the one that actually fits you you can see it on me you can see it on you and yeah. people may like it but what about how it fits you really yeah yeah but usually both uh, winter and summer i love wearing dresses and for the winter i just buy the longer wool dresses and still put them with boots because i just find them uh, super comfy uh, but that's just me I'm not that, a, that's a good idea yeah, actually. i have yeah. a super few i have a super few uh, uh and, and, and trousers yeah probably like two pair of jeans two pair of trousers and that's that So let's let's agree on white white trousers and and beige trousers. Mm-hmm. Uh, either the fabric it can be any fabric, so it doesn't matter. It's just the color has to be white and beige. I think for yeah. spring summer is a key piece. Everyone has to have one each at least, yeah. and um, that's all you need. Um, I do love high waisted. I think everything I have at the moment is high waisted. I just yeah. feel how they hug the area there. It's just comfortable. It's flattering. It's very feminine. And I love flared jeans, mm-hmm. flared trousers. It's just such a vibe, I think. They just Absolutely. give you a very vintage but kind of classy look to everything that you will wear. Yeah. So it's just really easy. Yeah, and flared is also flattering as well. So high waist and flared, I think, adds an additional 70% length to your legs. <laughs> so so it's a very smart move, uh, purely kind of measurement-wise. I think I think for everyone really like everyone has to find its own type of trousers and jeans and it does take quite a long trying and buying and turning and not being sure and keeping it for a year but not feeling it like it's you again but once you find it you know sometimes when I shop I just know yeah I do think sometimes oh maybe I should try something different but I know that if I go for something different it won't be exactly me so I always go for what I know it will be me Yes, here I have to, I just, I have to share that one of the best things I've learned in the past maybe three, four years is that I just trusted myself to not buy the things that I don't feel 100%. Even if it's 99%, if I just have this little bit of doubt, I just don't buy it. And so often it happens that I walk on the street and see someone wearing it and I'm like, oh, thank God I didn't, I didn't get it. Okay. Nice. But I would know that I would either get sick of it or that it wouldn't be exactly what I'm feeling or it's it's actually the illusion of what you wanted so maybe it's mm. looking for something and then you kind of find it so you get it but then it's it's just not what you wanted so now I genuinely only get things that I that I really really am feeling and if after 10 days I think about it and want it and then again if I really want it like and think about it and then maybe I give it a chance if you know a few times i think that's a really good advice as well like if you want something sleep on it for a few days and if you're still sure that you want that then buy but sleep on it on a few days and um, i tend to have the same thing that you described now with uh trends uh and I, i think 
as younger, so I am getting 30 this year, but till my 25th, probably 26, I used to get so much influence. I wanted, I had this urge to follow any trend that would come up. I was a victim. I can uh, just like, you know, it's, it's not a bad thing. You have to go through that process to understand what is that you like actually. But I felt a victim of all the trends that were coming out and just following them. And um, I remember after every trend, I was saying to my sister, I shouldn't, you know, I knew that this wasn't really me. And I spent so much money on something that I will probably never wear again. Um, And now I learned my lessons after a couple of times and spending lots of money on them. Um, So there is this new trend with the... um, you know, with the jumpers and the tie, that they kind of like tie the jumpers and the blouse yes. and they yes. tie them. So it's like, I think it's everywhere, everywhere. And I got a few messages, people saying like, can you do one and show it to us? And I'm like, I actually not, I don't think I will join this trend. I don't think this trend is me. I just feel like it's not, it looks really cool. I love it on other yeah. people. But I will get it, I will wear it two times, and then I will leave it on the side. And this is such a big wastage for me. And then if probably this cannot be recycled or it's not like, uh, cannot be reused, then it's bad for the environment. And this is where sustainability again comes. Um, I don't feel like people have all these things in mind when they're just following the trend. Yeah, I mean, if you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it. I have these like super cool friends who would pull off like she she was even telling me you know what I don't have even one basic thing like I steal clothes for my mom but when I go out shopping the only thing that captures my attention is like jeans with feathers and like oh my god (laughs) and she can pull it off I mean she's feeling it she's totally cool yeah and for me I mean if it's not one color and if it's not like plain vanilla straight cut then I'm just not feeling it and I'll buy it and I'll and never put it on but so yeah you just you have to know what you really feel yeah exactly so we have um for spring summer because of the lockdown now we have uh tracksuits coming first and uh, whatever is comfortable we have second flowy dresses third we have beige and white trousers any fabric really but investing in like really good products because they will stay with you like for the least like 10 years yeah i believe um i think the next one will be just neutral shades like shirts like Mm -hmm. anything like really i'm wearing one now Um, i love puffy sleeves this is a trend that i will never get bored this is a trend that calls my name i love (laughs) in anything i can get everything puffy sleeves related i just think it's just so cool it's so cute and girly but feminine in a way so Everything that comes in neutral colors, black, white, beige, even a bit more earthy, like haki color, uh, maybe pastel pink, all these kind of shades, I think, are just easy kind of like to wear. I don't have too much color in general on my wardrobe, but I do have a few hints because you said you are very minimal. And I admire people how they have such a minimal wardrobe, but I love a bit of pop of color like a little bit of pink or haki maybe pastel yellow all these kind of like um earthy and pastel kind of like shades sometimes i just feel like they really make me feel uplifted so 
anything earthy color or like um, neutrals in the shirts, in the tops, everything that it's very simple and easy to wear. Because I know sometimes people go like you know if you go to zara you will get your eyes will pick that top that has all kind of colors and all kind of shape and you will probably be able to wear it once the whole year and it will be a waste for your money and a waste for the fabric and a waste for the environment so for many aspects doesn't work out um and i i was that person i would go and find the more i don't know like the one that will stand out but you don't need i think this kind of clothes to stand out maybe one or two pieces i think if you have really like um a capsule wardrobe as you said if you build a yeah. capsule wardrobe if you mix them like nicely together i think you can yeah, stand up with a very minimal look you mm -hmm. don't need to try hard so yeah. i think it's very very important to like invest in very basic colors and basic pieces. Mm -hmm. We keep on forgetting about the importance of them and we always go, I think, for like, what's the trend or what's the most, um, the one that will fill the show, but these are not the things that will stay with us and they will make good use. Yeah, yeah. Well, the timeless look is always, you know, still eye-capturing, but then you can always make more value of it over time. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think the fifth one, it's just midi dresses, flowy. I, I don't, I don't like tight. I, I have a few midi kind of like tight, um, kind of like skirts, but um, I think flowy midi skirts is just perfect to go again with any basic top, with any basic shirt, um, or jumper on top of it if it's a bit like cold. It's just easy to wear. I think everything that is easy to wear, at the moment I cannot be bothered too much trying hard um, to kind of like dress up. I need to find like something that goes with each other really easy without start thinking about it. And I feel like when you have a lot of colors and a lot of shapes uh, mm -hmm. in your wardrobe, you are struggling to kind of oh, like yeah. outfit together. Absolutely. Yes, uh, the, the struggle that like the, it's, for me, combinate like making a combination of clothing is actually very hard i consider myself i mean really good in terms of kind of permutations and mutations when it comes to science and everything else but for some reason when it comes to clothes it's very hard but i guess there are two reasons for it and the first one is being that for me even if the material is different like and if they, if they differentiate a tiny bit more it would annoy mm -hmm. me and i wouldn't and i wouldn't mix them really yeah so this is i feel this is one of the fundamental reasons why i am uh, a fan of dresses is because and 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 jumpsuits is because it's like one piece all all kind of consistent yeah yeah and then the second part is that it really uh it really saves me a lot of time in the morning to i mean it's all of my shirts are white. I have uh, one uh, orange one and then one black one and one beige one. But the thing is that everything matches with everything. So when I have three colors and just like a few pair of clothing, it really is just makes your life simpler. I'm guessing for some people, if you really have this flair for combinations, I really admire this by the way. And um, I think one day 
I might experiment to hire a stylist for me to make my outfits for a month. And I'll be just super curious. Kind of want to challenge myself. I would want to see that. You should do it just as an experiment. Yeah, I, I was when when I was much, much younger uh, and I lived in Asia, there were these two months where I modeled just for a bit. And, you know, in the photo shows, they would be making the uh, outfits. And then when I see them on the rack, I'm going to be like, oh, my God, this is so not me. And then they put it on. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, this is really cool, actually. So, so I feel I should challenge myself for a little bit longer and maybe I'll break my kind of boring style. But for now, it's, it's, it's working for me. You should. You should definitely do Time-wise and budget-wise because then I need, to, I need to buy less. Yeah, that's the rule. That's the rule. Um, I thought of adding, you know, the jumpsuit on the top five. It, it, mm-hmm. I thought about it, but I love jumpsuits. But for me, I am um, um, in UK. It's five point nine, mm-hmm. so I am considered to be tall. Mm-hmm. With jumpsuit, it's really high, hard to find that right high for me because most of them, I feel like they are designed for maybe five point six, five point seven, yeah. which is the average person. But that little bit of difference of the Hey, yeah, it makes too, such yeah. a difference on the how the jumpsuit fits me. And most of them, I have bought loads of them and I returned them. They just doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I only have two jumpsuits. I feel, I feel for me, it's the same. I, like, what is 5.9? Is it like 178? 179? Oh, okay, yeah, I'm 176 tall. Uh, and so many times the jumpsuits kind of end five centimeters above my ankle. <laughs> which I find very annoying. So uh, I could pull them off just with, with, with high heels or with like very appropriate sandals. Yes. Uh, but yes, I totally get you that with jumpsuits, it's, uh, the game is a little bit harder to... Which I think now, though, nowadays some brands, which is very, very nice, they are actually doing this thing where they are adjusting depending mm-hmm. on your height mm-hmm. and your waist size. So it's not just like buying it small, medium or large. You can choose like what you hate and they are suggesting it. So it's really good. That's the only way how I found the one jumpsuit basically. Oh really? It has to be a bit customizable because they are not comfortable, you know, and if you don't feel comfortable, what's the point of having yeah. it at all? By the way, for the people watching, we have super beautiful jumpsuits by Vanessa Vinhas on uh, Cohen Conscious that I personally uh, got one myself. Just the material is so smooth and nice. And I think it goes both for kind of autumn and spring and, and, and summer a little bit, both for work and for cocktails. So Which of, color you got? Uh, I got the white one, the off-white one. Uh, it's I'll have a look later. Yeah, it's it's very. I love I love how multifunctional it is. Which again, for someone like me, it's a very important kind of virtue to be able to pull it off in different scenarios, like to work, to hang out, uh, different seasons, different stylings. So yeah, I even I even have it on my Instagram. Uh, there is this one post where I put it off with super elegant high heels and big earrings because it's a very simple jumpsuit. Yeah. So you could play a little bit with uh, with statement jewelry. And then the next day I wore it with my Converse sneakers and a backpack. And it worked both times super well. Like people That's amazing. really loved it. So I, I felt it was a really good investment of um, kind of... Uh, I will definitely have a look after our live. I will definitely <laughs> go on your Instagram and have a look on the jumpsuit. It sounds really good. I love the color. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a beautiful color. It's a beautiful color. All right, we're advancing with time a lot. We have, yeah, we wanted to talk about co- cosmetics a little bit, but we will yeah. keep it con- 
condensed. Tell us yes. key tips and tricks. If we're well, in a lockdown and don't have anything with us, do you have any natural tips and tricks to do? And if not, tell us just your... <laughs> so, um, one treatment that I started doing a lot uh, during the lockdown, and it's really easy to do. So you can, so it's the gua sha treatment. I'm not sure if you have heard of it or you have the stone of it. I had it actually, I did it just before my makeup today. But if you don't have the gua sha, actually, you can use the fingers, these two fingers, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you can do it. I won't do it now on my makeup because okay. it will get a bit messy. Okay, um, but I think I had it somewhere here. Um, I cannot find it now. I think I had somewhere here because I uh, used it before. Uh, so basically, uh, the gua sha comes in various shapes and um, brands, and I'm pretty sure you can find one even like for ten pounds. I don't, I don't think it matters really where you are going to buy. It. You can even order maybe from um, any platform like Look Fantastic. Um, they're not expensive, so. It's not a major expense that you will add, but it will make such a big difference on your skin. Because I had a big research on gua sha and why everyone is so obsessed. And basically, you do it as often as you want. Mm -hmm. You do it whenever you feel like it's better advice to do it in the morning or before you sleep. And it basically boosts 400 times more the blood circulation. And wow. this kind of like brings, you know, all the glow and it kind of you like- You do have a very glowy skin. I have to make a note. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm very so happy now. I think I had it here. Oh, there it is. Found it. <laughs> so this one is oh, the one okay. that I have. And um, I tried quite a few shades, but I think this shape is the one that works better for me, mm -hmm. just because this one is wide enough to cover all this okay. area here. Okay. So you can like always go higher, and with this one you go on this area here. So you always want to go higher, in a way. Yeah. You don't need to add any. Yes, you want to look lifted anyway. Yeah. So um, you don't need to add any force to it. it just goes smoothly you have to kind of like enjoy it so you just apply any facial oil that you have yeah. because you don't want to actually pull over your skin really yeah. um so it glides nicely and you do it literally even for two minutes it will work and um basically how it works like you know when they say stress is bad like don't stress because you will age so basically the muscles in order to work uh, they drag this blood circulation from the skin to the muscle and that's how the skin age so this basically gets a black circulation black back to the skin mm -hmm. to the top layer so it really kind of like gives a glowy and looking skin and it takes less than two minutes so i think there is really no excuse for anyone yes. to do it. like it's so good i was like i'm doing it five times a week now um even when you're sitting and watching netflix you know or even yeah. when you're having your coffee you just do it it feels really good um it helps with stress over here we are collecting mm -hmm. a lot of stress here too so it's just so easy to do so quick and i think Everyone can do it. So if you don't have that, you can do that shape with your fingers. So anyway, this is how I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. I'm so you can it. do it with your fingers. Yeah. Um, I'm sure everyone has a facial oil in their home, or they will buy one. So I do not. But my personal you don't. is yeah, because here I literally d didn't have anything like my scrub, my creams, anything, and I do have a very dry skin. So I started using the coconut oil, which we cook with. So at the beginning, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna take a little bit and put it up, but then it uh, made my skin so nice. So, uh, oh, really? so coconut oh, oil yes, works for me. 
trick. Yeah, yeah, so this is my little hack. <laughs> For everyone that doesn't have any skincare as well, you can do a lip scrub with uh, just a bit of sugar as well. So you don't mm -hmm. really need much if you yes. want to like, have like really nice plumping skin. Uh, but skincare-wise, for everyone that may have a few products or they may want to kind of invest in new products or they are looking, because I know a lot of people now, they're going through their skincare investing routine and they are looking into treat themselves and kind of like invest finally in these um, kind of treatments because they really want to feel better, they want to look better. So I think three um, ingredients that everyone 25 years old and plus should add in their skincare uh, it's not a must you know everyone has its own personalized skincare but this is my opinion and i'm saying this um seeing the difference before and after is one is um hyaluronic acid i mm -hmm. think we all know the benefits of it it's just helping in a very plumping skin so you wouldn't want that plumping UFO skin so you want hyaluronic acid and there are a lot of really amazing products that doesn't come expensive too so you don't really know to go crazy and buy the most expensive one um, there is one by the ordinary which is uh, which is six euro for example which is crazy and it's a, like, I have heard of it and I heard like really good reviews though I haven't tried yeah. it but I heard I've, really used good it. I've used it I've used it like I would I wasn't personally kind of seeing any difference or, or it was a little bit sticky for my uh, preference, but it was six years and it was pure hyaluronic acid. So I guess it was... A, it was a well, the thing is that, to everyone that mentioned this, it, it was a bit sticky. The thing is that with the hyaluronic acid, the vitamin C as well, which is very important to use, it's very easy to not use the right amount. Mm -hmm. So if you don't use the right amount, it can get. If you use it a tiny bit more, it can get a bit sticky. So mm -hmm. you really need just a tiny bit, like just one or two drops in your hands, and then warm it up in your hands, and then just pat it. Mm -hmm. And I used to do that too. I used to like have like the whole little thing on my hands, and then it was yes, very I like sticky. That. I, I drop a lot, and then just do this. So probably I would just. Uh, it, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's really important. On the products that you use, you use it right to start with. Um, and your skincare routine can be as simple as you want to. This is just a few suggestions. But I think hyaluronic acid really helps to have kind of like a youthful looking skin. And you should find, you know, the one that yeah. obviously is suitable for you. Not every, every product is suitable for everyone. I have dry skin, by the way, as you very dry, very dehydrated skin. So I need that extra hydration from the skincare. Um, vitamin C, I think, is the best thing. Like, I don't know what I was doing before that. I don't know what yeah. I was doing. <laughs> like, it just brightens up the skin. It helps with pigmentation. I'm just saying it because I have a bit of pigmentation here. You cannot probably see it. Yeah, no, we can't see. Makeup is working well. <laughs> um, so it helps with just a brighter look. Mm -hmm. And we want that bright look, especially now sitting home. Um, and then the other one, which I think is super important. And when I started using it, I was a bit like, oh, I don't like it. Well, what is this? Is retinol. Um, with retinol, you have to be careful and you have to use it right. Uh, it can be very tricky because retinol is the only one that really helps with anti-aging. Um, everyone goes crazy about yeah. it. And so did I. So when I first tried it, 
I went like two times a week and then three times a week, but this is not what is recommended because my skin tolerance wasn't built it. So my, I started like peeling off and it was terrifying. I got so scared, which is again, a bit normal to peel off, but I was seeing your skin peel off. It's yes. something oh I don't know. Gosh. I don't like it. I just don't like it. And um, I stopped it. All right. So we're doing a, a recap of cosmetics. So uh, hyaluron acid is very good for the skin using the, what was the name? Washa. Washa. Very, very good. Vitamin C and retinol. Retinol, just be very, very careful. Yeah, yeah. You have really to start with once a week for a month, a whole month probably. Take your time. Yeah. And maybe then you can add it twice a twice a week for the second month and the most that you can add is probably like four days a week I, I don't think you would need to add it more but it's really kind of like helping in the beginning the skin feels very thin and very flaky but this is only like literally temporary like the first mm -hmm. month long term it's actually helping thickening the first layer the top layer mm -hmm. of the mm -hmm. skin so that's how you don't get the wrinkles and the lines and that's how it helps kind of like with anti-aging so i think these are four three ingredients that you should be looking into skincare and the gua sha treatment is just really easy to use at home so yeah. um, the skin. regarding the 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 face massage uh I was I was in Japan very long time ago, like ten years ago. But there, uh, I, I accidentally had a face massage, and uh, it was it was incredible. And uh, I kind of kept this from them for over ten ten years. Mm -hmm. They did her hands like this, yeah. and she would like just take a few parts of the face. So, for example, the cheekbone, she would take it and do like this, and then it's shaping the face all nicely. And then she would do the same for these. Um, for these bones as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. It was all about it was all about lifting up, and uh, my my boyfriend. I did it for him once, and he loved it. And I was like, Yeah, do you want to do it for me? And he totally didn't get it. He was like all the time massaging down, and I was like, Dude, you're supposed to lift up my face, not <laughs> not many oils. So uh, so so yeah, massaging the face with oil. Yes, I think it's working. It's working miracles to kind of. Shape the face and stimulate kind of production. I mean, if you don't have it, because I was thinking of it, if you don't have a facial oil, I guess anything that will help the fingers or the gua sha to kind of like light any cream, anything yeah. really uh, that would be gentle to the skin as well yeah. would help to do that. Yeah. And uh, maybe if we have more people like myself for a lockdown without in, uh, without their products, what I found super helpful for the past two months is um, kind of when I wash my face, if it's dry, I just mash up a little bit of avocado and put it up oh really and that and that is, is super nice i mean it makes my skin so glowy afterwards it's unbelievable so avocados are working really fine i try doing oranges a few times so just like slices of orange and then putting them up for 15 minutes for vitamin c that was i mean i don't know if it worked but it might be placebo that i'm getting a little bit of vitamin c and the latest discovery was i took a little bit of honey the type of honey which was uh, a little bit more thick so mm -hmm. not 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 the transparent one but the one which is uh um more creamy yeah and i put it up for 10 minutes so it I think an osmosis process happens, so the water from the from the honey tries to go within the skin to uh, to uh, equate the um, 
thickness of water uh, and then in result when you try to wash it it becomes very exfoliating and i'm seeing incredible results um like post mask post honey amazing mask. so those are, just few, <laughs> those are just a few home hacks that i kind of learned in result of quarantine and being locked down without access to <laughs> But see, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. I think you know only when you get in this kind of situation, you start exploring exactly, your options. Exactly. Absolutely. Because I haven't been in this situation now. For me, I'm, I'm still at my place. I'm still able to use all this yeah. stuff. But as you said, there are a lot of people that actually are going through lockdown with. Uh, Absolutely. Otherwise, I mean, I would I would invest a lot in cosmetics. Like, you know, we um, have a, first an exfoliator, then a toner, then a serum, then around the eyes, then on the face, then a second step and a 15th step. And uh, my skin was okay, but it was never, I would say it was never perfect. And for the past two months, I'm guessing it was an unwilling experiment to kind of give up on cosmetics and uh, resort to just coconut oil, oranges, avocados, and more. And I'm seeing, I'm seeing good results. I'm not saying that cosmetics do not work. Yeah. I think we'll keep on But trying. I think for everyone, it's different to I like... It's a detox, yeah, just a little de- detox until something... Definitely helps, yeah. A little bit of break. Awesome. Incredible. We've made over an hour, totally broke the record. lives. Uh, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us. I know you're so busy. Thank you. That was so much it fun, was, actually. It was so fun. Uh, I think we should do it again and maybe do a dedicated one on uh, I'll find more tips and tricks on what to do home when you're not having anything. Now that this is a very interesting challenge. I would love this. I would love this. And I think people are super curious to also get to know more hacks, especially when it comes to beauty and efficiency. So definitely this would be a a good topic. So let's follow up with this. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you. And um, enjoy the sunshine. Enjoy the sunshine. Yes. Enjoy the weekend. It's coming up soon. It's Uh, bank holiday in London. So it's a long weekend. Not only matters. (laughs) It it looks like it has been a long weekend for the last three months, but um, (laughs) we will enjoy the sun. Definitely. Yes, I'm kissing you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Eva. Have a good day. (laughs) Bye. Bye.